If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of the No Rest for the Vivid podcast um, with your host Claire Hill. Um, I always say that for those of you who listen every week, I do apologise for having to say that, but you know, you don't know who's listening, might be a newbie amongst you. Hello if you're new, nice to see you. I've actually noticed that my audience is growing, so for those of you who are sharing the podcast, I am extremely grateful. Um, If you do have a spare minute and you'd like to review it on Apple, I'd really appreciate it, really that that would mean the world to me. Do I need to do a giveaway for reviews? I think I do. Um, anyway, that's a good marketing marketing campaign. I am. Uh, I, I was thinking about what to talk about today, and um, I since my last podcast episode where it was just me. Um, that podcast episode, by the way, which is uh, number sixty. La, 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 bear with me so I look at episode 62 um episode 62 about talking about people that you know influencing your decisions and how big you want to dream to make sure that everyone else is better for it um that is that was quite a vulnerable episode if you have listened to it my best friend Bex that works with me now she listened to it she was like well that was quite vulnerable and I'm really happy it was I'm really happy that I did it it's one of those things where I was in the moment I needed to I was exactly where I needed to be and I needed to talk about it um but that episode set off a vulnerability hangover which I've spoken about again on on this podcast um and it's where you just go a little bit out of your comfort zone or maybe a lot and you your subconscious wants to like ping you back and it's quite painful a vulnerability hangover um you may get you know uh, there's a a whole episode on them but you may get them from time to time if you're sort of in the process of I don't know say for example you you do a presentation at work or something like that it can be really tough um and tough as in the vulnerability hangover so I wanted to talk today about what I learned from that vulnerability hangover number one it was one of the best things that's ever happened to me really painful but number two in my uh trying to make myself feel better I listened to a three and a half hour podcast slash YouTube video with Lewis Howes and Jay Shetty I actually tagged them on Instagram and Lewis Howes liked my message. <laughs> so I was buzzing. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Uh but I um I messaged I messaged Lewis. No. Uh, but Jay Jay Shetty, if you don't know who he is, he used to be a monk. He's a former Hindu monk. And his story of how he got into becoming a monk is really fascinating. But he's just some guy from London, you know, like living his best life as a monk and um, just really on a mission to share his wisdom and the wisdom of, basically of of being a monk. And I'm really interested in that kind of thing. 
Anyway, there's one thing that he said in this interview that has really, really resonated with me. And it was about not judging a situation, not giving it a name, not giving it a label. And I am really embodying this. And actually, it's making me feel so much more level-headed. I mean, I'm pretty level-headed. Going back, you know, a good few years... Um, you know, I have I have had issues with um my mental health or not issue, issues is such a wrong word. I've had I've had periods of my life where I've not looked after my mental health as well as I should because I just didn't know how to. And because of um my childhood, the impact on my mental health has maybe been more severe um than it could have been in different circumstances, and I've struggled to recover as well as I should have or and and or um used drink and you know other stuff maybe to try and help me feel better and um you know feelings of her feelings I feel that's one of the things that has really really made me feel so proud in recent years of the fact that I well in the last definitely in the last year how much better I am at going feelings off a feeling I'm going to feel this and I'm not going to cover it up with a glass of wine or a packet of crisps or I don't know having an argument that's one other thing that I used to do um I'm just actually going to feel the feelings I'm just going to feel angry or feel frustrated and I'm not going, and this is the new learning I've I've done in the last week, I'm not going to label that as anything but the moment. Not a shit moment, a bad moment, or anything like that. It is just a moment. I'm not going to judge it. And it made me feel, it's made, it's honestly made, opened me, my, my thinking up in lots of different ways. And one of those ways is thinking, like, how many times have we felt uncomfortable in our businesses or in life or anything? We're in that situation where we feel really uncomfortable. We feel we're out of our comfort zone, maybe, but everything just feels a little bit wonky. And, we may not be achieving success, what, you know, society may deem as success. And we straight away feel uncomfortable, therefore we are failing. It's a bad thing. And it's really spun this idea of actually, what if feeling uncomfortable is amazing? What if it's just feeling uncomfortable? Does it have to be labelled as a good thing or a bad thing? Does it just have to be a moment? I think we're very quick to label the bad stuff. I think in society, when we chat to people, I always get this with people. Sometimes I'm like, especially if I haven't seen people for a long time, how are you? And I'm like, I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. And like, I get this, like, if I start first, if I say, oh, how are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm all right. How are you? I'm, I reply, I'm really good, thank you. So what do you mean? What, what's been going on? 
and I sort of delve deeper and ask him questions and stuff. No one ever asks any questions of when things are going good. <laughs> I realised that recently. Like, um, if I, oh, poor, I, I, I feel bad even laughing actually because it's not anyone's fault. It's just the way society is. But the amount of times. I've been in a situation where I feel like I've got to create a problem to make the other person feel better because I am having a good time in my life. Why shouldn't it be more socially acceptable to to see the good? I mean, the negative's there. I haven't got a perfect life, by the way. No, everyone, I'm not got a perfect life at all. <laughs> None, not at all. I don't want it to be perfect either, by the way. I don't want it to be perfect. Where's the challenge in a perfect life? Boring. Give me a little bit of challenge every day, um, like a tantruming four-year-old. But the, you know, and again, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful to have a child. I'm grateful that um, I only have one, though I do want more. Um, and I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. No moaning here, guys. No moaning. Just a fact. Not labelling the situation. But actually, when I heard about this, about labelling the situation, I did a live in the Vivi Club membership because I was like, I le- listened to this podcast about not labelling or judging a situation. And my l- wonderful son gave me the opportunity of using this practice when he decided to have the biggest meltdowns of all time because he wouldn't clean his teeth. And... um it was it was a horrific morning. Oh, I've just judged it. It was a morning. And um and then I just spun it and just thought, well, maybe that morning is the best thing that's ever happened to mine and Jackson's relationship because he can see that I'm not gonna budge. We've got our boundaries in place, and because I really did put those boundaries in place. Um I did not budge at all. Bloody hell, that was took a lot of willpower, a lot of energy. And I, I was steadfast in my commitment to making sure he's the best human being ever. Maybe it's the best thing ever for us. And actually, since that, it was just under a week ago, since that, every time I say do as you're told, he does it. I've probably jinxed it now, haven't I? But, um, but yeah, just accepting. Anyway, going around to business and life, just think considering that a moment is just a moment like not a shit day not a bad day not a all those other negatives just a day how was your day at work I was productive and there were a few challenges I felt a little frustrated but I also felt like I had achieved that's not judge. That's no, no judgment or judgment in that day, is there? Not. It's been tough. It's been a shit day. It's been a good day. Actually, just having a blanket, descriptive words that don't have a tone. And the reason why I think if we get into practice with this, we'll be able to use it for uncomfortable moments. Because I was work, talking with my one-to-one client yesterday, and she's had a bit of a dip, and I just said, but look at everything that's going on you're just seeing the bad you're judging this as a situation as a bad situation because you push yourself out of your comfort zone which was excellent you brought in in new business which was excellent and you um and because of that you've had a vulnerability hangover which is excellent isn't a vulnerability hangover showing you that you're growing in the right direction she's like yeah I said well let's see you know don't judge the situation 
feeling uncomfortable is just just it it's like a boring normal thing in business it just shows you the walking in the right way I'm trying to think of a, a metaphor that I can use like a um um I don't know something like oh maybe this does work actually I'm just going to use this metaphor so you open the front door is that a good thing or a bad thing could you even judge it you open your front door it's just a normal thing you have to look at feeling uncomfortable as opening a door you don't know what's on the other side of that door it could be the best experience of your life it could be the worst experience of your life but I'll tell you what's definitely out of that door a lesson there's something on the other side of opening that door that is pushing you in the right direction so feeling uncomfortable is as normal and every day in business as opening a door can you imagine how oh hello just knocked over my stool can you imagine how much more comfortable you'd feel with being uncomfortable if you just look at feeling uncomfortable as opening a door oh I've got no sales this week just open the door though hmm where's the lesson do I want no sales at the moment um no I do want some sales what can I do to do sales? Oh, I haven't shown up enough. Oh, okay, right. Let's get uncomfortable. Bang. So sometimes our uncomfortable feelings are signaling to us that we need to so- do something else. I've just had a wonderful episode um, interview with um, Ellen, who is a uh, works in the birth industry, and she works with placentas and skincare. She's amazing. She's literally on in a couple of weeks um, on the podcast. And she was saying in the interview that she had a really quiet month in September. And usually she had really busy months in September. And her friend Stacey said to her, who also runs a business, said, "Um, maybe it's the universe saying that you need a quiet month to settle your daughter into school. So her daughter just started um, school. Now, you're not labelling the situation. It is a quiet month. By not judging whether that's a bad thing or a good thing, you're just like, it's a quiet month. Keep consistent, just accepting it. You're going to feel uncomfortable if you've got a quiet month. There's no there's no debate in that. But maybe that's where you need to think, I do feel uncomfortable having a quiet month. Maybe it's the best, you know, it's just, just a quiet month. But potentially I could feel a little less uncomfortable next time it happens if I implement some kind of recurring revenue into my business I don't know how you do it with placentas but I'm sure there is a way but that kind of like if something's making you feel uncomfortable and it's all the time it's a signal to either fill a gap or you're moving it in in the right direction but it's about I feel like this point I'm trying to make I'm making it really really badly but I just feel like there needs to be more emphasis on the fact that feeling uncomfortable in your business in your day is not a bad thing it's just the way it goes it's like your tax return like opening your door it's literally like your tax return in a way I suppose or it's like just a it's like answering emails no that's still something that could be good or bad 
feeling uncomfortable, something that is just neither good nor bad. <laughs> Maybe it's just literally like open the door, sitting on a chair. It is normal. There is no, there should be no drama associated with feeling uncomfortable. It's just like swallowing. <laughs> right, I've gone off. I've gone off on one somewhere down some desert track, but I just want to. I, I feel like this has made more sense in my head of how I feel about my business. And maybe you're listening to this, thinking, Claire, you you are talking bonkers. I'm actually, in fact, not talking bonkers. I am talking fact because it's made me feel so much more at peace. Um, And with that, actually, just saying to myself, I'm exactly where I need to be. If I'm supposed to be sitting here crying my eyes out in the corner of the room because I feel so uncomfortable, I can't even move, I'm exactly where I need to be. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just a moment. It's just exactly where I need to be. If I feel so uncomfortable, it causes a hanger, a vulnerability hangover for three days. And I'm I was slow to I was slow to notice it. I don't know why. I think because I was a bit poorly, I thought it was to do with that. But um, you know, if I am supposed to have that vulnerability hangover, I'm exactly where I need to be. And I'm and I and I feel like that is so true because if I hadn't been feeling like that, I wouldn't have re um, you know, I hadn't recorded, I did lots of lies in the Vivi Club membership last week about this. I wouldn't have listened to that three and a half hour podcast. Like I didn't do it all in one go. But that nourished me because I was exactly where I needed to be in my zone of thinking for that to go in the right way. Maybe this episode is not exactly where you need to be right now. So if you're not actually, if you're listening to this, you're like, what the fucking hell is she going on? Sorry for swearing. Not Sorry, not sorry. Um, Why, what the hell is she going on about? I am like, I've no idea. I'm just trying to keep it together. Then you're not, you're not exactly where you, you, this podcast is not for you. If you feel like that, it's not what you need right now. Forward it right now. Go and listen to something else. Go and listen to something else that you need to, you will find something that you need to hear. But if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do a trick now. Are you listening? Are you listening to me? Can you hear my voice? I'm only doing that because if you've just zoned out um, and you weren't really listening to me, hopefully you've just started listening to me again. It means that you're resisting what I'm saying and actually you should be listening to it. I learnt, I can't remember where I learned that from, but your brain zones out on the things that you should be listening to. Sometimes I have to listen to things four times. So rewind, be prepared. You might zone out again and again until you actually sit down and really concentrate. Don't do anything else. Right now, if you're zoning out, stop and listen carefully. Go Rewind to what I was just saying and then listen carefully. But you are exactly where you need to be. If you're listening to this and you're like, that makes sense. You fight, if you know, you're fighting these uncomfortable feelings. Why don't you just hold hands with the uncomfortable feelings and strut down the road going, I'm exactly where I need to be. Hello, uncomfy. Do you know, uncomfy, uncomfortable is not really a word, is it? It was discomfort. No, uncomfortable is a word. Discomfort is not a word, it's discomfort. Anyway, by the by, um, Hi, uncomfortable feelings. Are you for me? Are you here for me? Brilliant. I'm grateful for you. Grateful for you right there. I am. 
Right, let's hold hands. Let's strut down the street because we're heading in the right direction. Yes, we are. Insert uncomfortable voice <laughs> in that little skit. But I just really embody this. I just really feel like, you know, when I've got clients coming to me going, oh, I'm in such a negative headspace. No, you're not. You're just having a bit of a vulnerability hangover or you're a little bit low on energy. Do you need to do something for your energy? Do you need to find another way to like stop the gap that that situation so you feel a little bit better? Um, Is the uncomfortable feeling actually signaling to you to like, this could be the best time of your life ever. This could be the best moment. Just sit and listen to it. And it's getting to know yourself. Again, Jay Shetty says this. When was the last time you just sat down with yourself and just listened? Just listening to yourself. And again, I was talking to one, um, I was just worrying about how many times I've gone. And again, one of uh, my one-to-one clients, um, I had some, I've had some amazing people sign up to my one-to-one because of my Black Friday offer. And, um, and the reason I did this Black Friday offer was because I sat down and listened to myself. And I just asked myself, like, what do you really, really want to offer? And I was like, I want to offer more one-to-one support. I love one-to-one support. I love it. I love doing Project Warrior Boss. Oh, my God, I love doing Project Warrior Boss. I love my membership. Oh, my God, I love my membership. And I love my one-to-one. And though I had two clients, and I love them, I love them both very much, in a professional way, obviously, um, I I was like, right, I need to do... I need some more. I want some more one-to-one clients. What I want to offer is more one-to-one support. I love getting really focused on somebody's like um, their whole life, really their their life, their business, their mindset, their money attitude, their planning skills, their habits. Like I get in and I'm like, right, why? What are you doing at this time of the day? Where do you go with this? And I just pick it all up and take all the strands out of somebody's head and just make this wonderful plan with them. And I am obsessed with doing that. I'm like, why have I not got more of that in my life? Because it makes me feel so alive. Right, let's get it in. Did a Black Friday offer. Cheapest my coaching is ever going to be, my support. And it's probably the cheapest support that, you know, you can get out there. And I did think, I did have this imposter in my head going, oh, you know, other coaches will be looking at you thinking, or you're underselling. I'm not underselling actually. I'm at, I'm I'm earning exactly what I want to earn. Thank you very much, and I'm very happy. But what I want to do is help people, and I'm really, really like I'm not underselling my services at all. Um, I've sort of mixed about the program, so I'm still getting paid basically sort of the same. But it's just a brilliant way to access one-to-one support, and some people who need it the most can't afford the thousands of pounds. So why am I offering thousands of that? I can do it cheap. Anyway, that's one of my 2023 things is I'm looking at my pricing for next year. Um, But anyway, I digress. Um, My one-to-one, um, do you know what? I've forgotten my point. Poo bum, because I went off on coaching. That's it. So I was saying to her about her um her work and I was like, we need you need to just sit and listen and just keep asking yourself, what do I really want to offer? And when I talk about my one-to-one coaching, the Vivid Club membership, Project Warrior Boss, and my wire art, there's one part of Vivid Wire that's not singing as loudly or to the same tune as everything else. And that's how I read my body. And um, 
I know that sounds a little bit hippie-ish, but it's true. That's what I do. So I literally, I can feel, if I think about the work I do, I can feel my gut, like my gut feeling. And I can feel like in my heart, I can feel these amazing positive feelings. I don't know if anyone else, if anyone else um, can like knows what I'm talking about with that, tell me because I don't know whether it's because I've just been writing for so long and I do some meditation and I do my warrior energy and I just have this, I have, I create those moments for myself, but I can really hear what my body tells me. And, um, but I've always been quite in tune with my gut feeling. I'm one of those people that will meet someone and just be like, like, you know, when people sort of see auras, I don't, I can't see auras, but I'll be like, um, yeah, you're not for me no thanks like I can feel in my body when I meet somebody if I'm going to love them or not um and actually my best friend Bex um with all my friends actually with all of my best friends the moment I met them I was like I love you literally and that was it some of my my the the longest friendships I have are with people that the next day I knew I was going to be friends with them for life so funny actually thinking about that actually to be fair all of my friends, I can remember, if you're one of my friends, I can remember the moment I met you, all of you, all of you, (laughs) all of my greatest friends, I remember the moments that I met them. So my body was going, hell yeah, these people are going to be in your life for donkey's years. Love you all so much. Anyway, so, but going back to it, I can feel, so when I talk about my one-to-one support, I can feel in my body that I love, like, I can feel that it feels really good. And I listen to my body for that. And that, like I said, there's one part of Vivid Wire that doesn't sing as loud, like, to the same tune. It's probably that bit. It doesn't sing to the same tune as everything else. So I'm going to get rid of it. Um, I'm going to get rid of it next year. And I feel really good about that. I'm just like, well, I tried it and it doesn't, didn't feel good to me. It's making me money. Let me just say this, by the way. I won't say which bit, what bit of it is, but it's making me money. I actually enjoy most of the process, but that it just doesn't sing to the same tune as everything else in the businesses. So I can feel that the energy that I'm investing in that part of the business is um, could be used elsewhere. And I feel really confident in listening to my body for that. It's the same as like, um, do you know what? Like the, you know, when you're a mum, if you're a mum, if you're a fur mum even, you can just listen to your gut to to what your baby or your fur baby needs. It's that kind of thing. Like I can hear what the business needs. I'm just in tune with it. And um, yeah, I just listen really well to that. But I was saying this to my client. I was like, you just got to learn to listen. Listen to, and she actually was suggesting going back to something else that she used to do. And then she was like, do you know what? It doesn't feel good. And I was like, don't do it. Don't do it because you're scared of not getting the sales in because that's just a waste of energy. Don't do it. It doesn't feel good. Don't do it. The end. She was like, yeah, okay. All right, cool. And um, yeah, and, and she felt really good about that. But it's about recognizing all of that and going, this feels so uncomfortable, but my my gut, my heart, they're still singing. It's just part of the process. It is just the way it goes. I'm just going to grab hands with the uncomfortable feeling. I'm going to strut down that road because I believe, and I'm going to take some words like that Mel Robbins said, as you all know, I bloody love that woman, that I refuse to believe 
I refuse to believe that with the fact that I've got a good mission for transforming warriors into warriors, I have I believe that I can really help people. I believe that my energy in doing that and my passion for helping people, like I wake up and I want to help people. That's not me being a martyr or a, a nun, you know, I'm not Mother Teresa. Hell no, I'm not Mother Teresa. I just love helping people. I love showing people there's a better way and to help them think better about themselves, to be the best versions of themselves, to be their future best friends. I love that. And I believe and I refuse to believe that there will be no other way that this won't work out. Did that make sense? That was too many negatives. I believe that if I work hard, I take care of myself, I have I love my family and I'm my best version of myself as much as I can. I'm not perfect. So sometimes, you know, I'm not my best who I want to be, but I strive to be always be the best version of myself for those who are, for those that love me and that I love them. I refuse to believe it won't work out. I refuse to believe that I will not make as many people as possible transform from warriors to warriors. I refuse to believe that I need to go back to my old life of teaching because that's the easy way. Going back to teaching is a, a really fucking, again, sorry for swearing, but no, I'm going to swear. Going back to teaching is a really fucking easy way for me to go because my gut is like teaching is one of the best jobs I've ever done. It really is nurturing and inspiring young people, doing maths all day. <laughs> I loved it. Working with teachers, working in a leadership team. I had so many laughs. I met so many amazing people being a teacher. I loved the stationery. <laughs> I loved being a teacher. There was not, I'm not talking about it as in a, you know, don't go into teaching. It's the worst profession. It isn't. It's hard work. There's no getting away with that. But there, it is hard work. But oh my goodness, my gut and my whole body were telling me I was so unhappy. It wasn't a job. It was because I was in the wrong fit. I was trying to push a, a round peg into a square hole and I was never going to fit. And it was never, ever going to feel as good as it does now. And now look what I'm doing. And I can go and support teachers to be, be the best versions of themselves in this way. So then they can go and, and support children to be the best versions of themselves. Like there can't be, you can't say that what, you know, my message can ever be lost on anybody. If Well, if they're exactly where they need to be in the right place to hear it. Because you can transform lives. It's like a, a big cascade of of enthusiasm and passion all being the best versions of ourselves and then the world becomes a better place it's inevitable so I refuse to believe it won't work out and I hope that if you're listening to this refuse to believe it won't work out too you are a good person you want to listen to this exactly when you need to and you should embrace the uncomfortable feelings, embrace that discomfort and just go, do you know what? I'm not going to judge it. This is exactly where I need to be. I'm not going to judge it. I'm going to ride the wave. I'm going to hold on for dear life, hold my nerve. And I'm just going to trust the process because I'm exactly where I need to be. And bloody hell, just by going, it's literally surrendering, isn't it? 
I know the Money Mavens who uh, were on the podcast last week. They've done recently done an episode about this. It's just going. Ah, oh, I don't need to worry. I don't need to fight it. I don't need to think about like fighting all sales, 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 marketing, Instagram. Do you know what? If I want to show up on Instagram, I bloody show up on Instagram. If I don't, I don't. I've got a strategy. This is the thing. If you've got a strategy and you feel good, like when I show up, I know I make a good message, but the right people are listening. The right people are there. I'm I'm there holding that space with, um, that sounded a little bit, not me, holding that space. I'm showing up with my energy and the right people, the exact right people are there listening at the exact right time they need to hear. There is no point. I bloody hate it when people chase cold messaging and chase you around like I messaged I invited a few people quite a few people actually into the Bibby Club membership when we had the invite only and I did that because I wanted to help them and I felt that the Vivi Club could make their life better that's what I believe I believe the Vivi Club does make your life better and some people just ignored the message which I actually thought was a bit disrespectful but do you know what I need to not judge it there's me being judgy there. It's not judgy because they're obviously not in the right space, right headspace, and they're not where they need to be to reply to that. And I shouldn't hold it against them. So if you're listening and you're one of those people, I do apologise for judging your, your lack of response. Um, I am human, but I am trying to be a better human. Um, but when... But I was messaging people and I felt really bad. I think, oh, I'm chasing them. I'm chasing them to make a sale. I wasn't. I was just like, what's the intention? The intention is that this is invite only. They may not have seen the posts. I want to message them and just let them know, like, no offence if you don't want to join. Don't worry about it. Just, you know. And I had so many people go, it's not the right time for me. I haven't got the right, I haven't got the money. Um, I just have got too much going on. And I was like, fair enough. Great. No worries. You do you. I'm not going to hold it against you. You are going to be welcome back when we, you know, open again. No worries at all. Um, but I sometimes have just literally random people that I've never interacted with asking me to set like buy stuff. I'm like, what's my bloody name? You don't even know my name. Oh, you've used Claire, and then they they do some kind of like cold calling caption from my last post. Oh, it's so annoying. So annoying. Anyway, again, not judging it. Obviously, um, I'm exactly where I need to be and I need to see that message for some other reason. <laughs> so now I'm going to summarise. I've just gone well off on one. I hope this is giving you a little bit of energy, though. But I just want you to to remember that you are exactly where you need to be. Whether that feels uncomfortable or comfortable, it doesn't matter. Don't judge it. You're just exactly where you need to be. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And I'm going to say this at the end and the beginning of every episode because my like the more people that share these podcasts, the more people it can help. Like I had I had a message like last two weeks ago when that that the episode came out, the really vulnerable one. I was so nervous about publishing that episode like so, so nervous. I listened to it back, which I never, ever do. And um, because I just feel a bit stupid listening to myself, but I was like, oh, I better check that I haven't 
said something stupid and so like feeling really really vulnerable listen to it back and I was like oh I don't know I don't know oh god I've got nothing else though so I'm gonna just have to publish it panicked when I woke up like when I got ready like they go out at seven o'clock UK time and I panicked thinking oh no I'm so sick why did I publish that episode by the time I'd looked and I thought oh no maybe I can just delete it and then I'll just re-record one today nine people had already listened to it and I was like oh well too late (laughs) and then I got some amazing messages like thank you so much I really needed to hear that and I was like bloody hell it's a good job I did publish it but that it made me feel uncomfortable but I was exactly where I needed to be because if I hadn't have recorded that podcast and published it and made myself feel uncomfortable I wouldn't have changed I wouldn't have made an impact on those people's lives so I'm very grateful for that all right I'm going to uh crack on with the rest of my day i hope you've enjoyed this um episode and say again if you liked it please subscribe and share and let me know review you know share share the wealth share the wealth of of how you feel about the episode (laughs) i feel like sometimes i'm like really professional and i'll just go back to you know this is me i'm very authentic can't be any different all right anyway have an amazing day see you later Thank you so much for listening to the No Rest for the Vivi podcast, written, produced and hosted by Claire Hill and music has been composed by my brother, Phil Fiddler.